Welcome to Healthcare's Missing Link, a weekly podcast to help you uncover hidden things that steal your health. Thanks for joining us today. Here's your host, Dr. Mark Sherwood. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Healthcare's Missing Link, a podcast where we help you uncover the things that are missing so that you can achieve your best state of optimal health. I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood, your host as always, and today it's my honor and privilege to recognize two friends of mine that I've grown to admire, follow, and I've really observed them over the course of time be very consistent. Uh, Broadcasters, speakers, producers, authors, Paul and Brenda Kraut. So welcome, you guys. Thank you so much for being on today. I appreciate it. Thank you. So good to be with you, Dr. Mark. It's an honor to be here. It truly is. You guys are awesome. So uh, we'll dive in, man. You guys do a lot of stuff. You've got a lot going. But uh, first question I have that our 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 listeners would want to sort of dive into is is what drove you to become speakers, you know, broadcasters, producers, and write books. What started all that? I'm gonna let Paul take that first, and I'll follow. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's probably a good progression. I mean, literally, Dr. Mark, as you know, I was born into it. Uh, as a little kid, my earliest memories as a three-year-old were film sets. My dad actually worked at that time for the Assemblies of God, and they used to do quote missionary films. And so, you know, as a little boy, I, I remember walking into these big rooms with lights and camera dollies and uh, understanding, you know, that I could dive into these bins with film and play with it. And so it was fascinating as, as a little boy. And then my dad later went into radio. So I was around radio stations and towers and microphones, but then really where I think God put a call onto my life was I was literally 13 years old when my parents got together with Jim and Tammy Baker, many will know that name, and uh, started what is now uh, the Trinity Broadcasting Network. Mm. And through the blessing of God, I believe, and hard work, lots and lots of hard work, uh, God has blessed that network. And it's literally one of the largest networks on earth, not largest Christian networks. But if you add up the coverage of the United States and the satellite coverage overseas and Africa and Australia and uh, the Middle East. It, it, there's literally almost nowhere on earth except maybe Antarctica that you cannot get TV in somehow. So with the internet now thrown in there, literally, my dad took Mark 1615, literally, go into all the world. All the earth. And preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. So that that's how I got called into it as a little kid. I was fascinated. I loved it, and literally just made it my life's career. Amazing, Brenda. And like like Paul, how do you top that one? Yeah, yeah, I don't. But I will tell you that I was raised by a praying mother who yeah. introduced me to Jesus at a very young age. Uh, and you know, despite some of the uh, traumas and the broken road that I experienced in my life, Jesus was real. And I'm so thankful for that and for the prayers of my praying mama and the generations of ministers that I came from on her side, pastors, preachers, missionaries, and faith people. So I was growing up with all these stories of uh, faith and how God was so faithful. And I really was, I felt called as a child 
to into ministry, but it would take a lifetime, really, Dr. Mark, for me to understand what ministry really was. And that was through experiencing Christ in my own transformative experience of meeting him at those intersections that are very difficult in life. And, you know, it was part of my restoration that God brought, God brought Paul and I back together or together uh, on that broken road. And, you know, it was really... I think that my background, having come out of the modeling and entertainment industry and mixed with ministry, um, I had skill sets that really fit like hand in glove with what Paul did. I already had a lot of experience with television and uh, different things. So, you know, it was something that really I feel like God developed without either one of us really knowing. And now we work together and God's just given us an interesting platform. I tend to lean, he and I are like, you know, the nuts and bolts, I guess we're, we're opposites and we balance each other out, which is a wonderful thing. He really grounds me because I'm such a big visionary, but, um, you know, I feel like that it, it, my real focus is on healing the broken, brokenness of humanity and just the compassion of Christ. I hear the call of the oppressed mm-hmm. and I'm here to help bind them up. And uh, my husband has his own skill set and passionate drive. And I just feel like, really feel like we work well together and that God did this thing. Well, I love it because, you know, as you both know, my wife, Dr. Michelle, and I get to work together and we're best buddies and best pals, co-workers. And I know you guys are the same. It's apparent to see the love and respect you have for each other. And you guys have a lot of passion. It's clear. Um, I want to know, and and I think we all know the answer, but it's great to hear from you. What's the source of that passion that drives you every day? Well, obviously, go ahead, honey. No, no, you go, baby. Ladies first. (laughs) Obviously, uh, my passion is balanced and purified and fueled by the work of the Holy Spirit in my heart and in my life. And uh, just as God leads. And, you know, oftentimes I want to say that God will slow me down in in things that I I tend to get ahead of him because I am a passionate person. Honey, what what are your thoughts on that? Well, passion, you know, is on different levels, as you know, but my passion really was was motivated by my father in the fact that, like I said, Mark 16, 15, but he was so driven uh, to bring in the harvest. I mean, that was really what television was to him. Television was not an entertainment medium. It was not a way to make money. Uh, my dad told that story many times that a, a Wall Street investment firm came to him with a hard offer. I saw it on paper of $1.9 billion to sell TBN, Mm -hmm. that they had built so many stations, had so much reach, that they would have cut that ministry a check for 1.9 billion, not Mm -hmm. million. And and dad could have sold it, been laid on the beach the rest of his life and lived in luxury. He looked at it for about 10 seconds and I watched him, he threw it in the trash. He said, TBN is not for sale. The ministry is not for sale. Your local church is not for sale so that somebody can get rich. That's not what this medium is all about. We are here to touch and affect people's lives. We have the answers to the world's problems in the scriptures, in the way we live our life, in the way that we love others. And, And that's what drives me. You know, we all need to make a few bucks along the way to pay our bills. 
but but being in Christian broadcasting, Christian movies, it's not about uh, making a lot of money. It's about touching and affecting people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's very great. And you guys deal with the uh, concept that our Lord gives us to repair the brokenness. And we have a saying here that goes like this. And I think you guys would agree with this. I don't know if I've ever told you this in our conversations, but we believe that most manifestations of physical ailments or physical dysfunction is rooted in spiritual brokenness. And I think there's a key element there that you're talking about. And with that said, you know, along that contextual line, you know, what is your uh, assessment of, of maybe the, uh, the health status of America and the world right now? Uh, let me jump on that quick. Cause uh, something was really hit me as I was driving into the office, and then you can jump on it, baby. But, you know, I said this on TV and many times, because we used to have different health programs, alternative health, different things. So I learned a lot that traditional medicine, you know, maybe is more revenue-driven than health-driven. And and that's, you know, something I think both of you can weigh in on. But the church as a whole, and this is what kind of disturbs me a little bit, is, listen, I was raised in church a little more fundamentalist, but if somebody had walked in church with a beer, drinking a beer in their hand or smoking a cigarette, they would have been thrown out that door so fast it'd make your head swim. But you can walk in being 100 or 200 pounds overweight and everybody just loves you, hugs you. You're just, you know, there's no penalty for that. Mm-hmm. And and I, the last time I checked that the Bible talks about gluttony as much as it talks about, you know, alcohol or any other form of sin. There is no uh, degree as of sin, as we know. But for some reason, you can be 100 pounds overweight, and the church gives you a pass on that. And, and there's a hypocrisy there that was very disturbing. So I loved learning about health. I, you know, I had uh, gotten very overweight at one time. I was close to 260 pounds, you know, I had gone back down. Yeah. And again, it was all about, um, you know, eating right, eating the right times, the, the, a lot of the stuff you preach. Now I wish I could say I was a saint, uh, because unfortunately now they're a Christian. Oh dear. They're a Christian organization, so I had. I know there's water in there. I know it. <laughs> you just committed the cardinal crime, right there. <laughs> there's water and tea in there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I guarantee you can't well, see it, but <laughs> no. And that's the truth. There is there's a mix of water and tea, but you know, unfortunately, I think I did have maybe a Chick Fil A burrito this morning with eggs yeah. on it. But um, so I'm not perfect, but I, God's people should be the healthiest on earth because we have the most important job on earth. Wow. Well said. Yeah. And, you know, we are at a time of crisis on every front. And I think because of all the health issues, we're very, uh, you know, prescription oriented, um, atmosphere people are uh they when they want to grab for a pill to fix everything and they don't understand necessarily the concept of the hard work that it takes to really achieve optimum health and health really like you said a minute ago dr mark is really um it it, it, it's something that is the aspects are mental 
uh, spiritual and physical. And all three of those categories are going to affect one another. We are one person embodying this, this physical body. One, we're whole in those three aspects. And so I think that we can't forget, we tend, we have this propensity to lean into one category or another. Say, let's just, for example, say one person tends to lean into being heavily spiritual and, and they might be the one consuming a lot of calories in the kitchen and they're not thinking about taking care of their bodies. And, you know, clearly in the book of, uh, Corinthians, if you want to, talk spiritual uh it says do you not know that your your body is a temple uh, the very Mm -hmm. sanctuary of the holy spirit that lives within you whom you have received as a gift from god and you are not your own you were bought with a price purchased with preciousness and paid for by and made his own so then honor god and bring glory to him in your body and so we have to think about you know that just doesn't it, that's not just about sexual sin, but that's also well. What am I? What am I consuming? You know, what am I looking at? And what is what am I? What is my mind thinking on? So, and I really think that we have to look to experts in their fields, people like you, help mental health professionals, even who can help us know how to fight. What does that fight look like? The good fight. And uh, how to get rid of the stressors, because there are so many stressors all around us. And listen, I don't think any one of us is um, immune to the external pressures that we're feeling right now. So it's an especially good time to be on guard and protecting our health and our immune systems like never before. That's beautiful. Uh, And it's true. You know, we've talked a lot about the body being the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's not our property anymore as believers. So we have no uh, right really to destroy someone else's property. And we, if I came to your house or studios and really just, uh, you welcomed me in, but I destroyed it. You probably not going to welcome me back, you know, because it just doesn't make sense. And to that end, I mean, this, this all sounds good. And people are saying, well, I agree with that. But what role does the uh, church per se and the teaching of the same play in all of this stuff? You know, I feel like that when you say that, you know, I wouldn't come in and take your property and destroy it. And so we're referring to our bodies being the property of God. But, you know, that's a process of awareness, I believe, for the believer, the process of sanctification and transformation, that it's that ongoing process of salvation. It's what I call it, where he's really saving us from ourselves. Um, And so I feel like that churches can equip people to understand what does it look like to let go of the the cry of your flesh and to surrender to God? We're in a time when I really believe that the church itself is in a recalibration. We've had a lot of um, platform-driven ministries that, you know, have done some good. But Come on, baby, name names, name names. I'm not going to name names. <laughs> What, what I want to say is I, I think that God is calling us back to a place of compassion, a place where we learn what it, it is to really, what is the cruciform life? What is it to follow Christ and to partake in the sufferings of his cross? What does that look like as a follower of Christ? And this is where ministry, real ministry is born. And, you know, the world is tired of looking at 
are, I really think they're, they're tired of looking at just uh, the, the image of rock star uh, ministries. And, you know, yeah, it, it, isn't about us. it isn't about us. It is about Jesus and what he's done for our broken humanity. We are flawed. We are brutally flawed and we need him. And so I think that it really begins with inviting him into those those taboo places that we tend to run from and where we're standing uh, with our face unveiled. Again, I'm, I'm referring to the book of Corinthians yep. where it says that we will stand with, with our faces unveiled, looking into the mirror of his glory. That's the place where truth hits us. We've got to embrace who we are, but who we're not. Mm. And and really allow him to um, redefine and recalibrate uh, that identity right now, so that our our passion can be driven by compassion. Mm. Excellent, Paul. I think for you, you you mentioned something earlier, and I want to kind of tag onto this. Uh, you mentioned that Christians ought to be the healthiest people around. And I think we're, we're clear that the Christian walk is not going to be one of, of, of ease. You're going to have difficulties. You're going to have problems. You're going to have trials, troubles. I mean, clearly the Apostle Paul just portrayed that. So when you say ought to be the healthiest around, um, should healing and should health be the norm for the believer? Oh, without question. In fact, you know, one of the... F- amazing things in my career now. I've worked with different ministries. I traveled with Billy Graham. I've traveled with Bill Bright. I traveled with, uh, you know, a lot of different, very high profile ministries. But it was interesting. I got to shoot for a couple of years, uh, a magazine show called Christian Lifestyle Magazine done by the Adventists, the Seventh Day Adventists. And I didn't know much about them. I mean, you know, I, I, they were kind of scary at first. I was like, I don't know, are these guys okay? And I, you know, I remember going to my dad. I said, I'm, I'm going to go shoot with these guys. He goes, oh, no, 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 they're good folks. He kind of gave me their history. And, but they are, was one of the most, I got an education because they were one of the most health-oriented yes. denominations I'd ever been around. I remember going to lunch with these guys and, you know, they, it was all fruits and vegetables and, you know, I'm looking for the burger and the fries and, you know, they're just saying, no way, Jose. Yeah. Uh, it was so, it, it, you know, so they take a lot. Listen, the Bible talks about health uh, as much as it talks about anything. It talks about relationships, money, health, yeah. you know, the, the answers to, like I said, the world's ills are in the scriptures and these guys were very serious about it. So I remember going, uh, you know, kind of the why. And they said, listen, we feel, and I, I agree with them, we are carrying on the most important job on earth. That's to get people touched, saved, delivered, healed. You know, we as Christians should be the light of the world. And, and, the, and you know, people should, the, the Bible, it's interesting, doesn't say, go out, go into all the world and make Christians or go out and be, you know, get converts. It just says, you know, shine your light. And if you shine your light and you're the happiest guy at your job, if you're the healthiest guy at your job, people are going to gravitate to you, you know, like bees to honey. And that's when, okay, if you want to try to witness and, you know, 
talk to people about the Lord then. But I think the initial contact should be the fact that we're, uh, you know, we're people that other people want to be. We're not to be like what Brenda says sometimes, Eeyore, you know, where we're always down in the dumps and, uh, you know, just, just, Defeated. you don't want to be that, be that guy that nobody wants to be around. Yeah. So that to me was very interesting. And, and I want to be as healthy as I can be for as long as God gives me breath. And, you know, retirement, quite frankly, is, is not even in my vocabulary. It was not in my parents either. They, they truly went with their boots on, as they say. And, uh, you know, they ran the race and fought the good fight. I think it's amazing. And, you know, you, you, you're really um, speaking our language. And, and that's, of course, we already knew that going in. And, and, and Brenda, I'll, I'll pass one to you on this point of, of view. You know, you mentioned there's a lot of um, rock star type, celebrity type uh, uh, ministries. And I'm, I'm just saying it like it is that, that are sort of untouchable. Uh, but this area is not talked about. So has the church and has the leaders, had they failed in this area? And if so, how can they do better? Well, I think that the pendulum always kind of swings to the extreme because of our humanity. It's just the way we are. We, we lean to the extremes. And, um, you know, we, we came out of an era of such legalism that the message has been really focused on a hyper uh, message of grace. And we need to understand grace. But what we have to understand is that grace does not mean it's a license for us to sin against our bodies, like sin against God. It means that we're give, grace is the empowering tool God gives us to overcome. Grace is what helps us to overcome our sin. It's what helps us to rise up out of what is impossible in our own strength. And so it really is about perspective. And I think that in it, with people, People not wanting to uh, feel condemned, we've gotten our own uh, human agenda involved in that message, and we've made it a little sloppy. So I think that we really are, again, you know, as the world uh, seems to be just groaning, all of creation groaning right now and just in pain, it really is an opportunity for us to not feel defeated, but to say, okay, God, you are going to speak some truth and in the areas that I am out of balance. And again, you know, like I, we were saying a minute ago, we, we tend to lean into one of those three categories. And so I know that you're not even saying that physical fitness and health is, is the all go-to answer. It is a part of the whole person, but you're saying this is an important part because here's the thing. We have to understand that as believers, we have an opposition and that if we leave the back door open somewhere, if we have an Achilles heel, that is the area he will attack us. And I want to say how many anointed men and women of God have been attacked in their health because yeah. they left the back door open. They were not paying attention to what they were fueling their body with, what kind of rest they were giving their body, how they were dealing with anxiety and depression on the side and all the fragments that can go on with, with the soul. They, they weren't li listening to those warnings 
And so you go long enough, you know, that's not God's fault. That's like tempting God yeah. by leaving those doors open and uncovered. And so we've got to be um, in a place where we're constantly saying, this is why we're dependent on him. And where we're saying, Lord, give me wisdom today, order my steps. And, you know, even for me, because Paul and I have a very intense lifestyle of travel and we, you know, manage a, a, a incredible schedule producing and all these different aspects, all these balls in the air. And there are times when, you know, for little old me, I feel like I'm that helium balloon that's deflated attached to his uh, trailer trying to keep up. And I have to say, okay, God, I'm not going to beat myself up today for what I did wrong yesterday or this morning or whatever, but I'm asking you for wisdom, for knowledge, and for the strength and the grace to do, to implement what you have shown me to do. And God is so faithful. He brings us the information that we need and the knowledge, but then it's up to us to obey. And so I really believe that we've got to start teaching these things and offering this kind of knowledge and wisdom in our church groups and, and from our platforms where we're encouraging people, you can be whole because that's what the cross is all about was to make you whole and we can't ignore one aspect of what it means to be human being yeah let me let me jump on that too real quick because i called up uh second timothy 4 7 and you know that's a very important scripture and as you know uh dr mark greek many times is way more descriptive in you know, it's verbiage than English. English can sometimes be very, it's like a fax of a fax of a fax. Yeah. But Greek was very descriptive. And as you know, Paul wrote the New Testament or two thirds of the New Testament in Greek. But it says, I've, I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race and I've kept the faith. And once I unpacked that with a friend of mine one time in Greek, I finished the race. Paul was very much influenced by the Olympics. The Olympic Games in his time were huge. You know, every four years they would come to Athens. And I mean, it was a spectacle of all spectacles. Probably makes our Olympics look pale by comp comparison today. But that word, I have finished the race, was the Greek word for a sprinter leaning forward with his mm -hmm. chest out hitting that tape or the rope in those days. And, and so he wanted us as Christians, I believe, you know, to keep the faith, to fight the good fight. But that word in Greek, to run the race, is to run it with your chest stretched, mm. getting ready to hit that tape full speed for his glory. It's the fight forward. Amen. I love that. And, you know, you guys, I tell you, you've got a lot of things going, and, and I want to get that point yeah. forward is a, is a book, just as a FYI. It's a great book. I have it sitting right back behind. Oh, you're so nice. Yeah, I do. It's right there. So, you know, when you guys look at this, you know, and you've both been very descriptive about clearly, um, you know, God's intent for us is to be healthy and, and well, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, intellectually, et cetera, all those things so that we can shine brighter and be brighter in the darkest of dark times. I mean, clearly we all get that. What is the, if you had both of you kind of tag in here, 
what what are we missing here? I mean, what's the main thing that we're missing? This link that that we need to tighten up to get right so that we can shine brightly. Well, I think we, especially in the Western the Western culture, Western church, we do not really have a grasp on the history of the church and what the early church really. Uh, the discipline of the early church and what they sacrificed. We let's just face it. We are lazy Christians and we want, we don't think that we uh, need to suffer. And so there, and unfortunately when, when we have that mindset, you end up suffering and you know, at some point or another, and then we want to blame God and say, well, God didn't heal me. And, you know, I just feel like that again, this is about, getting knowledge and gaining wisdom and then implementing those things and, uh, you know, trimming the wick back and filling the lamp with oil and understanding that we've got to awaken in the areas that we have fallen asleep and it's time. It's, you know, you are an alarm clock to the rest of us to say, listen, this is motivated by love, not condemnation. That's right. Because I want to see you equipped. You are an army and, you know, God is equipping you by teaching you these things, but it's up to you to partner with him. Yeah. You know, the Bible says, uh, and I've said jokingly, uh, you know, the Bible says, many were called, but few were chosen. Mm-hmm. I paraphrase that one time. It says, many are cold and a few are frozen. <laughs> and, uh, Say that one more time. I got it. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, many were called, but few were chosen. And in many of our churches right now, many are cold and a few are frozen. <laughs> and uh, uh, so I, I think there's there's a mentality with many Christians that we are to just hunker down in the four walls of their church. Jesus is coming back. You know, this whole rapture thing (laughs) has kind of, I think, messed with a lot of people's minds. I don't, you know, I'm not Dr. Mark Sharona. I I don't want to get into eschatology right now. But, you know, we're all, many are just sitting around getting fat, doing nothing, waiting for Jesus to zap us to the marriage supper of the lamb, which we're all going to get fat or, you know, so I, it just, it drives me nuts. And, and, you know, but I do know there's a balance because I am more that let's get out and do something, just start swinging. And, and let's, you know, I'm not around uh, Christians are so easy to, to curse the darkness, you know, and, Oh, this is, this is, this guy's bad. This is bad. That movie sucks. That group is bad. You know, I'm more about lighting lights. Exactly. Let's go light a few candles in the darkness and let's work uh, to, again, accomplish what we want to accomplish, but it's all about others. It's not about me. It's about touching and affecting other people's lives. How do we, you know, reach the single mom that's desperate right now? trying to teach their, their children, you know, in a small apartment because of this COVID. I mean, God is realigning things right now, Dr. Mark, as you know, based on a health issue right now. Yeah. You know, this virus is changing the way we're doing everything, including, including this, this meeting and this Skype event. So, uh, you know, and, and you're more of the expert on this on, on what this virus is, what it isn't. Is it political? 
Are we killing our immune systems by wearing masks? You know, I mean, God did encode in our bodies a way to fight viruses. If you didn't, you know, we would have been wiped out, you know, with Adam and Eve. They would have been dead. Uh, Okay, start over. So God, you know, understands that, that we were put on this earth to fight disease and viruses, and some do, uh, you know, uh, better than others, as we know, but that's a health issue, which you're more of an expert in. So I don't know. I am not going to sit in the four walls of my church and just pray and wait for Jesus to come back. That's just not me. I'm sorry. No, Christianity is is an is a verb, man. It's an action. It's a love, you know. And clearly, you know, uh, to tag onto that, Jesus didn't wear a mask. He didn't walk in fear. He laid hands on people, even if they were leprous. He grabbed people, even if they smelled bad and had bacteria. He actually transferred his own viruses onto a person's eyes by spitting the soil and put it on their eyeballs. So clearly, uh, what we're doing today doesn't line up at all with uh, what I believe and what I think we all agree on. The 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 walk of faith, the walk of Christ that we're supposed to emulate in all aspects. Um, you guys are, uh, and you can see, ladies and gentlemen, why I love them so much. There's passion, there's purpose, and there is um, substance to this. So, humor, uh, humor. We have to I have a sense of humor. <laughs> a yeah. cheerful heart is good medicine. You better believe it. And a broken spirit dries the bones. You know, that's very sad. Uh, so you guys, you guys have got a lot of things going and I'm intrigued by, by it because as we were sharing prior to uh, starting the tape, all of this going. So, you know, what are, what are your projects right now? What's the new stuff going on? Go ahead, baby. You go well, first. We've got a brand new TV show that's about to come out. Uh, we're hey. very excited about and uh, it's called Breakpoint with Paul and Brenda Crouch. And uh, we are basically uh, trying to open the table up for to unpack the the real uh, difficult issues that have not really been successfully approached before. Um, you know, we want to have experts in the fields of mental health and theology and physical health like you guys um, to help us to deal with these issues that affect the whole man because yeah. we are at a crisis point. We're at a breaking point and, uh, and really beyond. Uh, we are broken. And so, but we really feel that there's, uh, God wants to make a point with these conversations and it's going to give direction and hope to people and new insights. So we're really excited about that. We've got a new studio here in Anaheim that we're working out of and God's just been um, so faithful to Paul and I where, you know, sometimes where it seems there is no way he literally makes the way without you even realizing what he's doing. And uh, that is, that is exactly where we are. So we're excited. And your book, right? Remember, we got to talk about that. Last year, and uh, this was something that was called Fight Forward, Reclaim the Real You. I have such a heart for identity. I believe that the enemy of our souls is out to hijack that identity, which really is about the image of God. We are to be image bearers. And I believe that he interrupts with woundings of our soul to bring in counterfeit suggestions that we want to project to be more lovable. That was my case. And I didn't even know it. I loved Jesus, but I had all these areas that, that were so cloudy and confused. And, and I was in, I had childhood sexual abuse. I walked into domestic violence later in life, had two very abusive uh, 
marriages. I was almost killed. I dealt with a lot of uh, really traumatic things, and so did my daughter. And so, you know, God, though, in the, the process of that journey, this is the thing. He reaches in and he rescues and he'll pull you out, but he's going to walk you out so that he can equip you in the process. He doesn't just magically wave a wand. There is a process involved. And just like there is for your physical health, there's a process involved. And it is about the restoring of your life and and the equipping for purpose. So, you know, out of all that pain, I really believe that God graced me and anointed me to write my story in that book. And it's really about reclaiming the real you so that you can be all that God intended for you to be. So that it still is available and uh, Amazon uh, and obviously through my website and I'm speaking. I've got several conferences coming up. I'm going to be with Sheila Walsh in Fort Worth, I think next week and uh, doing some really fun and exciting things that continually keep me dependent on the Lord. He's amazing. (laughs) How about your website so people can connect? My website is brendacrouch.com, and that's really the covering for both Paul and I right now in terms of getting a hold of us. Um, He's the president of Brenda Crouch Ministries, Inc. And uh, so, you know, if you want to support us and what we're doing, and we really appreciate that because we want to help heal the broken and equip them. And uh, I really believe that there are a lot of people that have been marginalized, they've been overlooked, their voices have not been heard. And, you know, from issues uh, as deep as uh, racial prejudice to those who have been abused, um, you know, single mamas, uh, even the, those who ha- are so uh, emboldened in their sin and their, their strongholds, sexual sins, uh, men and women both, uh, we want to reach those people, Jesus loves them and wants to set them free. And we, we just want to help people come step out of their shame. And if you read my story, you'll see the compassion that I had for my father and the process and what God really wanted to do there. So really, that's our hearts. And that's what we're working on. I, I want people to understand, get on the website, support these two and everything. Get that book. It, it is if you want to be empowered, if you want to be inspired with someone else sharing their their guts, man, their heart, their soul, their rawness of that, it will bless you. Um, and where can they see the Breakpoint show? When can that be aired on what network? Paul? Well, right now, several segments of it are on Brenda's website, and we, she's got a YouTube channel, uh, Brenda Crouch Ministries. You know, we've been shooting a lot of really good shows with different guests uh, that are what they call in the can. But some of them, uh, especially the one we did on racism, we actually kind of put it together quickly and it's available now dealing with, you know, George Floyd and some of the racial issues that we're obviously dealing with at this time. At the beginning. Yeah. So that's yeah, Brenda Crouch Ministries on YouTube. and uh, But... Eventually, once we edit those shows, they'll be available on Daystar, TCT, a lot of the different Christian networks, including our own channel, which we're also working on. But, uh, you know, the other project I've been working on, and it's, again, for such a time as this, uh, we have a pretty interesting election coming up in a couple of months, as we all know. And, you know, whatever you think of Donald Trump, and I'm, I'm, 
because I know what I had my opinion of the guy was when I started this project almost two years ago. Um, it has been very much shifted and changed after this documentary. I was approached by a friend of mine and, and he wanted to show a side of Donald Trump that the secular media will not show. I mean, this guy has battled uh, not only Washington in the fact that he's draining the swamp, so to speak, and, and battling the, the infrastructure of Washington, he's battling the secular media. CNN, MSNBC will not give this guy uh, a fair shake, in my opinion. So, you know, I really didn't, I, I, I thought the fake news thing was kind of him making up, making up stuff. But after you really investigate it, there is a lot of garbage and fake news out there on this guy. So we started this project two years ago, and it's called Trump 2024. What will 2024 look like with or without Donald Trump hmm. is kind of the focus of the movie. You can go right now to Trump2024.film, T-R-U-M-P-2024.film, and all the information's there. The trailer is there. Uh, it is launching today on Salem Now, which is a uh, they're a traditional radio platform, as you know, but they've started a movie platform and a movie, uh, you know, they're, they're starting to uh, market different um, documentaries and different Christian films that they find appropriate. And when we showed them this movie, they went berserk and just said, please let us launch it on our platform. So it's available right now on Salem Now. And uh, we want to just show a side uh, again, of this man that that you probably don't know about. Uh, and listen, especially with women, we deal with globalism. We deal with socialism. We deal with prophecy. There's actually a small prophetic piece of the film. We deal with abortion. What is this man's stance on abortion and mm -hmm. women's rights? Uh, what is his stance on a lot of different issues? Israel, he's been the most supportive president of Israel ever. And, but <laughs> the segment that I produced and, and was instrumental in creating was, can God use flawed leaders? Do you have to be the Messiah to be the president of the United States? And we touch on that. And I mean, we've got some of the most amazing spiritual participants uh, in the fact of Pastors, Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, uh, Pastor Robert Jeffers from Dallas, Mike Huckabee is involved, Paula White, Bridgette Gabriel. I mean, uh, Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, is a, a part of it. Nice. And so we've got a great cross section of people that weigh in on these subjects. But Brenda and I, one of the most fascinating parts of the project was she and I literally went to New York and Washington, D.C and did what they call man-on-the-street interviews, where we would walk up to people in uh, Times Square or maybe, you know, the mall there in D.C. or in front of the White House and literally just stick a mic in somebody's face and say, what do you think of Donald Trump? And O-M-G, as they say. Um, I mean, you know, Brenda, the you know, the different responses. He's a very polarizing person. Yeah. And, and people, 
it seems either love the guy or we heard more four-letter words than I care to hear in, you know, in, in a lifetime about this guy. But uh, so I, I would just say check out the film. Uh, I know everybody has their opinion of what they think of Donald Trump, uh, but I, I would just say before this next election, please check out this movie. I think it'll be very educational. I love that. And, and I want people to get this Trump 24, 2024.film. Go there, get that, check it out, because it's important when we um, exercise our right to vote to absolutely not get so sucked into the vortex to listen to one side only. We need to see all sides of people. Jesus was polarizing too, but we still crucified him. I think we need to stop, sit back, breathe, and analyze with everything from racism to division to COVID-19 to, 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 to ministry to health, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and, and just really sit back and, and as believers, get a picture of what we need to do and, and then act accordingly with passion, vigilance, and focus. Um, I agree. Well, let me, and let me just jump on that because, you know, Franklin Graham in this movie said, listen, I didn't elect this guy to be the pastor of my church. He's not. (laughs) And, you know, he's, he's not qualified, but who do we want staring down Kim Jong-un in North Korea or Putin? Who do we want dealing now with the economic crisis uh, that we are facing, uh, you know, with this shutdown, we talked about this, uh, Brenda and I, with another uh, on another program, and the fact that, okay, yeah, we 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 shut down, we isolated, we put healthy people inside and put masks on them, and all of this stuff. And okay, let's save lives, and, and I'll we I don't want to go there. That could be a whole show in and of itself. But Brenda and I are dealing with the other side of this shutdown, uh, with. Uh, you know, the spike in suicide, you know, their lives matter too. The spike in child abuse now is up. You know, one child gets abused, that lasts a lifetime, not just an hour. Um, You know, Brent and I literally have three very close friends that are losing businesses or restaurants Mm -hmm. because they're they're shutting them down because they cannot survive. So the shutdown, I'm sure, has saved people and helped in some end, but it's also hurt on the other end. So when we pray, let's pray for the victims of COVID-19. And if you lost somebody to that disease, you know, that's horrible. But I'm losing friends and family members to the shutdown too. So like you said, we've got to have a balance. And if I could just speak into this, uh, Dr. Mark, I want to say that, you know, I'm very proud of my husband's work always and support him and everything he does. I think that it's important to mention that neither Paul nor I believe that our salvation as a country or as a people or or for the world lies in one man. Right. Uh, The the picture of all the the people that that we see on the on the, uh, you know, political fronts, the characters, uh, you know, that that we see in the news every day are just really a picture of where we are as a society on the whole and a picture of how much we are hurting. And, uh, you know, I've just never seen more narcissism 
on both sides of the aisle. I see it in the church. And I really believe that God is, is uh, shaking the earth to correct us. And in that correction is going to come hard truths. And it's up to us to embrace those truths and to listen, to open our hearts and open our, our ears and our eyes and our minds to what is God saying. And so, you know, we're obviously we're going to have a leaning politically one way or the other when we go to the voting booths, uh, uh, whether we feel conservative about economics or whatever it is and morals or whatever it is that we're voting about. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that the real answer is in the person of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's where we are going to find, we need the church to be revived and to find unity again in the person of Christ and in his love. And if we can be led by love, not judgment, not condemnation, not stone throwing, but if we can be led by love, then we will be the light that can bring his presence back, reintroduce him to the world and bring healing that is so needed. But I believe that we are in for some uh, probably rough days ahead and and that we've got to be praying people and uh, humbling ourselves and saying, Lord, correct me. Help me to recalibrate and to be to bear your image. Yeah. And let me just jump on that real quick because we talk about this in the movie. You know, here's the sad part. And we were talking about the, the you know, many were cold and a few were frozen. You know, there are 60 million Christians that go to church every week in America, registered, born again Christians that uh, aren't even... Uh, 60 million do not vote. Half of them aren't even registered to vote. There's 30 million Christians that could vote, you know, pro-life, could, that can vote on issues that they find important and don't. And that to me is very sad because if we don't vote, we are going to be ruled by those who do. And we're seeing that I think in many cities and in, in even the heartland of America is starting to shift more um, liberal and socialist. Uh, we talk about socialism in this movie. Uh, you know, all the young people want uh, free health care, free college, free cars, free food, you know, and it sounds good on paper. But if you look at the end game of socialism, uh, like we did in Argentina, and Venezuela, I mean, it is a disaster going somewhere to happen. So, you know, watch and check out the film if you can. Uh, and Christians, get out and vote. It is, it, it, there's nothing to me more important, especially right now. What depth, what substance, what an episode. I want you guys to listen to this over and over again. Paul, Brenda, um, any final words of encouragement to, um, to people, you know, give them, give them, give them a a segment of, of your heart to them. You know, I just want to say that again, it is in our storms that Jesus comes to meet us. And so I think people are really, um, frozen with fear right now, lots of anxieties out there, and it's affecting us in every way. It's affecting us mentally, physically, and uh, we're kind of in this vortex. So I just want to encourage people to find a place of stillness. It's going to take some discipline and intentionality to get there because there are so many interruptions and pressures coming at us 
I am feeling those every day myself. Mm -hmm. And I have to intentionally find that place where I get still before God and allow him to fill me with his presence and to speak to me so that I can keep my eyes. Listen, in the natural, I'm a very ADD person. And I start looking at all the things and the noise around me. I see something shiny and there I go. But with Jesus, when we, you know, the disciples were in the boat in the, the worst storm of their lives and he was not there. He had sent them out ahead of him and it felt like he wasn't there. It felt like maybe he didn't care and no one was going to rescue. Where were they? They were panicked. When they see something, they see Jesus standing on their storm. He walks on our storms. He's the master of those storms. He's the master over all chaos. He can quiet that in an instant, but it must be quieted within ourselves so that we know how to navigate through this season, because I believe it's the hand and the voice of God that is shaking the earth. And we have an opportunity and it's very critical for us as believers and followers of Christ to not be led by our emotions or by our offenses or by our politics, but to be led by love, to be led by the heart of Christ. And that is where we've got to lean in. And that is where we will heal and humble ourselves and heal our nation. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I'm old enough now, Dr. Mark, I I don't know your age, but I'm uh, pushing 69. Yeah, you look 29. Uh Uh, I just hit the big 6-0. But, you know, even in my, at my age, my young age, uh, it seems like I've seen the end of the world three or four or five times now. Uh, I truly believe uh, God is using this time to shake things up. I don't believe it's the end of the world. I don't believe, you know, I believe my grandkids are going to grow up and, and live through this. I really do. I, brighter times are ahead. But God can use things like this to shake us up like he did 9-11, like he did Uh, Y2K, some of these other events. But, you know, just hold on, hold on. It is time right now for the church to shine. Mm -hmm. You know, when when things like this and and the earth shudders, we Christians should be the ones uh, that, that, that are bringing strength, that are bringing hope, that are bringing love. Like Brenda said, the key is love. Uh, because, you know, we, Brenda and I have walked around, you know, and, and the looks that people give you when you walk in an elevator. I walked in an elevator and I didn't have a mask on. This lady literally went screaming out the elevator like I was a zombie. You know, people are in fear right now. But if we will show love, it's time for the church to be more benevolent to touch and affect people's lives, to feed people, to help people when they're hurting. Because on the other side, they will remember that in the long run. And, uh, you know, they say in in war, there are certain personalities that, you know, when the bullets start flying, some people's heart rate go up. When the bullets start flying, there's other personalities, their heart rate actually goes down and they get more calm and more focused. And I tend to be the latter where I'm hyper-focused and I know God is in control. He's got me in the palm of his hand. We will see better days, but we've got to work and love people through it. And we can't cry pro-life if we don't care about the lives that need help right now. 
So Again. we got to have that balance. Well said, Paul Brenda. Um, wow, I just my my heart is is full. I love you guys, and I'm so grateful that you would join us today. And, and thank you, um, folks. Get fight forward. Check out Breakpoint. Check out Trump 2024.film. Support this ministry. Brenda Crouch Ministries.com. Get on there. Or Brenda Crouch. Brenda Crouch.com. Right. So get on there, support that, and um, really share this far and low. And every time we uh, end like this, I always remind you that we want you to subscribe, find out what's coming next, of course. And, and don't let the hidden things that are not really hidden bog you down for your best health. We'll look forward to seeing you next time on Healthcare's Missing Link.